I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL week number seven. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And today we're going to discuss the Thursday night football DFS slate, dive into the week seven main slate, and build some lineups for both FanDuel and DraftKings here to break it down. With me, one of the most accurate fantasy rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, just ready to move on from week six. Uh, had, had a rough <laughs> week on and off the field. Uh, but I am super excited for week seven. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. It's been a, it's been a good week, so just trying to uh, keep it going. And uh, we'll jump into the, the Thursday night slate in a sec, but just want to remind everyone that if you heard Sean and I talking player projections this week, uh, welcome back. If not, be sure to check that out over on the Action Network podcast channel. And if, uh, if you haven't left us a five-star rating and review here yet, please jump in and do that. We're running a contest. We pick our favorite each week. And that person will win either a free one-year sub to Action Pro or some Action Network swag. This week's winner is AJing Alls Nine. Uh, I think that's how <laughs> AJingALLS Nine. But um, thanks for the uh, rating and review. Please email podcast at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize. Thursday night football. Jaguars at the Saints. Saints favored by three. The total just 39. The big news here, obviously. Trevor Lawrence yeah. questionable for this one with a knee injury. The spread in total uh, indicates to me that the market is pessimistic on him suiting up. So uh, take that for what you will. But uh, Sean, who are you going with in the captain spot? Yeah, so I'm going with uh, Travis Etienne here. You know, he's he's really operating as one of the few true workhorse backs in the league right now. He scored uh, two touchdowns in back-to-back games. Um, and the only goal line carry they've had in the last two games went to Etienne. So some of that concern I had about Bigsby, you know, handling the goal line work, um, you know, it seems like Etienne might be the goal line back now too. So uh, could be set for a big game here. Like you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, might not play if he does. He could be less than 100%. So it's more likely they lean on ETN even more in, in either situation. Um, so I think he's the optimal uh, play in the captain's line here. Yeah, it's tough because, you know, you don't really know Jags pass catchers. You know, don't know how much they're going to do if you have Bethard. And then, you know, the Saints are home favorites. And, you know, 
despite their struggles, I think it's still tough to, to envision them having to throw it around a ton if Lawrence doesn't suit up. So the uh, only other guy I really think that I want a lot of shares of besides ETN in the captain spot is Alvin Kamara. You know, it's not the easiest matchup. Jaguars are one of the better teams against the run, but they are allowing the third most schedule adjusted targets per game to running backs at 8.0. And uh, that's been Kamara's specialty. Derek Carr has been dumping it off to him a ton. Kamara, no fewer than 24 touches in each of his first three games back, averaging 25. So talk about true workhorses. Here's another one in Kamara. <laughs> yeah. The matchup's not there, but he has everything else we're looking for. Home favorite back, gets a ton of dump off passes. So uh, yeah, it's between ETN and Kamara for me uh, in that captain spot. Yeah, actually, I don't know if you saw the the line I did say in the past hour or two uh, since we've been recording is, is down to minus one. Uh, and, hmm. You know, I thought minus three. That was like just assuming Lawrence is out. Uh, yeah, minus one worth... is more more like it, right? That's, like that means he could play. Yeah, it's more of a fifty fifty chance at this point. But yeah, should have grabbed the plus three uh, while I was up there because again, like that's assuming Lawrence is out. It'd be minus three, minus three and a half. But it looks like the market is back to like. It being a coin flip that he that he suits up here. Yep, nothing like betting against Dennis Allen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great week for the NFC South. Bucks get blown out. Falcons can't can't get it with three chances. The uh, Panthers Saints just suck. Get upset, and the Panthers get <laughs> you know another get blown the doors off again. So, so bad that their coaches already seated play cards. Great week for the. I'm NFC surprised South. the Panthers Good didn't job, get. Guys. I'm surprised the Panthers didn't pick up Julio Jones. They're looking for number one receiver. They said so. <laughs> nah, let's not. We, I, we can't. We can't. We can't throw shade at Adam Thielen like this. I keep no, seeing no, people I, say that. Like, oh, <laughs> they don't have a true number one wide receiver. Like, what else do you want Adam Thielen to do? Like, I, I admit, I was down on him coming into the year. Right. I'm sure a lot of other people were, but th- like, the guy's the number one receiver right now. Like, I. I it's it, like he's on he's good enough to he's playing well enough to be the number one receiver on almost any team that doesn't have like a yeah, I, so like yeah let's I, didn't mix, I said he, if you remember i said he wasn't washed but i also thought mingo was a good fit for bryce young so i was you know split on those two uh but yeah no feeling has looked amazing i was just joking that they're they're you know looking for number one receiver <laughs> yeah, after uh, could see it <laughs> i could see it i don't know yeah i don't know who they're gonna I mean, I guess T. Higgins is the the ideal, Ooh. and you know, I mean, I, you know, maybe some other guys like Devontae Adams. Maybe he's on the block. Who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. he's mad, but the Raiders are winning, so who knows? Uh, but uh, value, who do you like? Got to go through Rashid Shahid here. You know, he's a big play threat uh, who's always a great option on these showdown slates. Uh, his roster ship will probably be pretty high here, just considering he came off a. Two catch, 85-yard game with a touchdown. Um, also saw two rush attempts for 18 yards. Again, he has multiple paths, you know, for putting up production. He's also their punt and kick returner. Um, you know, Chris Olave looks like he's banged up uh, with a toe injury. He, he should be fine, but on a short week, might not be 100%. So that'd be another area where Shahid could pick up some more work uh, if Olave is limited. But uh, always like taking Shahid on these uh, showdown sites in any you know, main slate with, you know, in GPPs where you need a big score, but uh, like Shahid here. I think Derek Carr likes Shahid too. Like I, I saw As Derek Carr, you know, after that deep ball, 
I don't think I don't think I've, I mean it was good work by the camera crew, but I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen Derek Carr so excited to celebrate a touchdown. It was like Derek Carr True. like ran down the field, <laughs> and then like Shahid is doing his little dances, whatever with all you know the receivers, and like Derek Carr is like patiently waiting his turn to get in and like do some like handshake or dance with Shahid as well. So nice. um, I don't know. He just doesn't. He never seen that excited when Olave caught a touchdown. Mm. So uh, um, I don't know. Read into that what you will, but uh, Shahid has been has been good. Uh, Values for me, a couple. First, I think the Saints defense uh, is, you mm-hmm. know, they've been playing really well. So even if it is a banged up Trevor Lawrence, I think I would look at the Saints defense, you know, Trevor Lawrence with, you know, some mobility issues perhaps from the, you know, wearing a knee brace that could play into some turn of it. Lawrence has been making some, he's been making a lot of good plays, especially throwing wise, but he's also been making some bad plays where he just, you know, sometimes he's just trying to do too much. He's coming He's coming off reads too soon or he's holding the ball in the pocket too. Uh, he's either ho- coming off reads too soon and scrambling, which is opens him up to big hits and fumbles, or he's holding the ball too long and fumbling. So I do think you could get some sacks and fumbles on him uh, in this game, maybe even some picks. But this Saints defense really hasn't been allowing many points to anyone. I think the Bucks got above 20 and Saints got to 20, but it's been usually 20 or under for everybody week in, week out with the Saints D. So like them. And then on the Jaguar side, you know, regardless of who the quarterback is, somebody has to catch passes for them. Christian Kirk is going to be my choice again. Uh, I think this is a good matchup for him. New Orleans plays the third most man coverage in the league. Lawrence leads the Jags in no, – excuse me, Kirk leads the Jags in targets against man coverage with 10. So, uh, you know, Kirk continuing to play well. We'll see if Zay Jones can suit up. Probably not on a short week. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, either way, uh, I think Kirk would be – the guy you mentioned, you know, in, in the other pod, you're a little low on Ridley. I totally get that. He's been inconsistent. Kirk has been a lot more consistent. So uh, going with uh, Kirk as well. Uh, who do you like for dart throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Jamal Agnew at $400, assuming Zay Jones is out again. I think Agnew will be worth a flyer. Um, you know, he's somebody that could benefit if C.J. Beathard, you know, has to start and Jags uh, have a more conservative game plan. He's typically, you know, a low A dot player. Uh, also handles, you know, a couple design runs a game. So worth the flyer on the one game slate. He hasn't really seen that many targets this year, but he is running the routes at least. So uh, definitely an under the radar play. Uh, on the Saints side, um, you know, Kendra Miller uh, at 1800 he's a bit steep for a dart throw, but um, if Trevor Lawrence is out, uh, it's still likely to be a close game, but there's certainly a path for the Saints, you know, to, to win by two plus scores. And in that kind of um, game script, you know, we could see Kendra Miller get five to 10 touches. We saw that when they blew out uh, the Patriots a couple weeks ago, and he, he's talented enough to, to really do some damage on five to 10 touches. Uh, like, like you said, Kamara is a true workhorse back, but there is, the potential game script where Miller could sneak into, you know, the winning GPP lineups at this price. Um, so I like uh, Miller as a dart throw on the Saints side. Yeah. Miller, it's, you know, he's, if Kamara, I mean, Kamara's been getting so much work. If he ever goes down or like gets hurt or gets bagged up, yeah. uh, Miller's going to see a ton of work in, in game. Uh, for me, I, I was going to go with Keith Kirkwood, but I'm looking at it. I actually think Lynn Bowden is, Olave's direct backup. At least that's what it's been looking like. Mm. So I'll go Lynn Bowden just because Olave's a little banged up. Kirkwood has been running as the wide receiver four over Bowden, who's been the five. But uh, I think if Olave 
is a little bit banged up. I think he might see more Bowden uh, in this role. So, and he Bowden could also play some running back. So kind of an interesting uh, dart throw here. And uh, on the Jag side, I'll go with tight end Brenton Strange. He's a rookie, cost 1K, but did get a uh, a touchdown catch last week. So he could be getting a little bit more involved. In, and, uh, you know, we'll see if it's, if it's Beathard. I think I like it even more because then, you know, you probably worked with him more on the second team. But either way, you know, his usage has been increasing. 29% route participation rate last week was a season high. And uh, as I mentioned, got that touchdown catch. So not a bad bet this time of year. You start to see some of these rookies get a little more involved. Yeah, what, uh, so I was curious, what are your thoughts on Taysom Hill on the slate? Um, he's a bit pricey. He's priced like, you know, quarterback at mm-hmm. 6200 but he's coming off a seven-catch 49-yard game. So if, if Juwan Johnson is out again, like he was operating uh, as more of a pass-catching tight end, obviously he's a threat for like a rushing score. Like thoughts on him at 6200 6, like what what's his roster ship going to be? Is he a contrarian play? Like what's up with that? No, nah, he's going to probably be very – uh, popular. I like oh, him. Okay. I just, I, I've kind of learned the hard way. Taysom Hill usually doesn't have two big games in a row. Like it's just <laughs> true. It's just, that's just kind of how it goes. So that's, I'm not as excited as I would be if he was coming off like a complete dud. I think that it would be a lot more interesting, but yeah, I think he definitely, he's definitely going to be in some of my lineups. Um, but you know, I'm not expecting a ton uh, from him just because that's how, you know, it's usually like good game, bad game, good game, bad game with him. So um, we also have to see about Johnson, but yeah, Johnson, I mean, Johnson would be a great play if he came back. He's only like, I think mid price as well. So um, yeah, he's what, he's like $200 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah what the so. hell? Uh, he didn't practice uh, yet. So nah. not looking good, but yeah, if he suits up, can't pass him up at like $200. It's ridiculous. All right, let's go to the main slate. Uh, what quarterbacks and stacks are you building around this week? Uh, so I think my, my favorite stack right now is Jordan Love, Christian Watson um, at Denver. Uh, I mentioned, you know, our other pod loves in my top 10 to begin the week. Uh, you know, he's coming off two bad games. Uh, they had a bye. So his I would imagine his roster ship's going to be pretty low here. Uh, and this is a cheap stack. You know, Love's 5,800, but Watson's 5,600. It's really about Christian Watson here. I think he's due for just, you know, a massive game. Should be much closer to 100% after the bye. Uh, and Denver's allowed, you know, the third most fancy points quarterback. So this is a game where I think the Love-Watson stack could hit in GPPs. Um, and then my other stack I love is just Kenneth Walker with the Seattle defense. You know, Walker's my RB1 to start the week, assuming Christian McCaffrey's not, you know, 100%. Uh, this is a great matchup against the Cardinals defense. At one point uh, against the Rams, the, the Rams ran the ball like seven, eight times. The cards knew it was coming, and they still couldn't stop them. So imagine them trying to stop, you know, Kenneth Walker. Uh, so I, I just think Seattle's going to lean heavily on Walker here. Um, and their defense is finally healthy. Uh, and, you know, Josh Jobs is a pick six waiting to happen. He has the sixth highest turnover rate, uh, turnover-worthy play rate this season. So just love, you know, stacking Kenneth Walker and the Seahawks defense here. Yeah, I think this, this Cardinal defense is bad. Uh, it's just it's just bad I, all the way around I, initially initially you're, they're not as bad as we thought and it's, well yeah they are yeah <laughs> defensively definitely I think offensively they're a little bit better maybe but you know, right. now it's like yeah you know Dobbs is starting to come back the, the more you get on these backup quarterbacks the harder it gets and yeah yeah so it's it's they're definitely coming back down to earth um yeah I, I like G I like actually I like the pass the game against the Seattle mm-hmm. pass the game against the cards too because Geno Smith I mean 
he's not a super high volume quarterback. And you you did mention, you know, they, they'll probably they'll run the ball at Walker, but this is the bottom two pass defense in terms of DVOA. Also 31st against number one wide receiver. So I think it's a good spot for, for Gino, Metcalf. Uh, you know, Gino's just 6K on DraftKings and Metcalf just 68. Uh, Fandle, Gino's just 7K and Metcalf 77. Uh, but Lockett 68. So you could go, you know, Gino with both of them or, or one of them. I think Metcalf is a little bit, uh, I like Metcalf a little more, but both of them, uh, both of his receivers, I think, are in play here. Uh, and even, you know, Smith and Jigba, you know, his routes started coming up a little bit. So. Um, mm-hmm. He's another guy to kind of keep in mind there. But I think, you know, his two studs uh, definitely want to stack with them. And then a uh, little bit cheaper, like Sam Howell against the Giants. Howell's at 5,500. You could stack him with Terry McLaurin, who's 5,400. That's a pretty good stack. McLaurin finally got above 90% in his snap rate uh, last week. So that's a good sign because he really had been topping out around 85%. So hopefully he can continue to keep getting more snaps. Uh, then, you know, either – Dotson is a, a bounce back guy. You could on on FanDuel, Dotson's only fifty four hundred. So I think Dotson can play him on FanDuel. On DraftKings, you could also stack Howell with Curtis Samuel at just four K. But Samuel's ten K more expensive on FanDuel, which I think is actually smart. Samuel's been the better uh, receiver, but this giant defense, twenty six in DVOA against the pass, uh bottom twenty against number one wide receivers, bottom twenty against uh you know non number twos. McLaurin, he he leads the uh, the team in targets against man coverage, which the Giants have been running a lot. Not as much last week against Buffalo, which I thought was smart, but I, I'm sure they'll start blitzing Howell again this week. So we'll see more man coverage. And then Samuel leads the team in uh, catches and yards against man coverage. Dotson was the one who led them with – he leads them with touch in touchdowns against man since the start of mm. last year with five. So there's there's reasons to like all three of these receivers um, against this Giants defense. But I think Sam Howell at 5500 on DK especially is uh, is a nice price for, for him. Yeah, I, I like the idea of buying low on Jahan Dotson. I, I might have been a week too early, so I'm out on him this week. <laughs> I can't double down. Uh, but, it. yeah, like I would not be shocked if he goes off the week after uh, I went all in on him. But, yeah, yeah, I love the stack. Uh, who do you like for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? I have all rookies, uh, okay. so this is a rookie week for me um, at running back. You know, Roshan Johnson against the Raiders, he's 4,600. I'm assuming he clears the concussion protocol. Hopefully he can. Uh, if he does, he should be the lead back with Deontay Foreman, likely as his backup. This is, you know, a great matchup against the Raiders defense that ranks 27th and run DVOA, so I think this is finally his time to shine. Uh, and then Zach Evans, I mentioned on our other pod, he's been – Price is 4K against the Steelers. I'm assuming he will have the first crack to be the lead back uh, with Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers out. Um, however, if it does look like everybody's going to be on Zach Evans, I'm more than okay with pivoting to Royce Freeman at 4K. I mean, we don't really know what McVay's ever going to do. And if it looks like everyone's ignoring Freeman at 4K, I think he's worth uh, a dart throw as well. Um, at wide receiver, I, I just love taking Michael Wilson um against teams that play a ton of zone you know i mentioned last week he was a great play uh in this price range um you know the rams played the sixth highest zone rate he went off for three catches for 63 yards he sees a lot of targets you know in that sweet spot like 16 yards down the field with room to run so he's a big play threat where he's still getting you know high percentage targets um and this week he faces a seattle defense uh that's used on at the second highest rate so this is another great spot for him should be a trailing, you know, pass-heavy game script. So 
Love Michael Michael Wilson at 3,800. He just has a really high ceiling for these players uh, under 4K. Uh, and then at tight end, uh, Michael Mayer uh, against the Bears. He's 2,700. The week after, he officially overtook Austin Hooper as the main pass catching tight end. You know, he had a 67% routes run rate. Caught five balls for 75 yards. And he, he was considered the top tight end in this year's draft class, mainly due to, you know, his blocking ability. But he's a solid pass catching tight end as well. So he's in the middle of his breakout and, you know, he's very cheap. So I, I like the idea of taking him at uh, 2,700 here. Yeah, Mayer looked good last week. Um, expected that to happen eventually. I mean, Hooper yeah. hasn't been doing much of anything, but um yeah, Raiders, another team always tough to project, but yeah, I would I would imagine they keep getting Mayer more and more involved. They they mentioned that a couple of weeks ago mm. um, that they that they wanted to. I don't think it played out too much on the Packer game, but has start it did play out in that Patriot uh, game. Uh, okay, I got here's a guy that I don't I've been low on all off season, but I think he's <laughs> good dart throw time for him this week. Jarek McKinnon, you know, mm. finally the Chiefs get you know they've been playing all these kind of matches where they're big favorites and. Yeah. Now they get to play a Charger team. It's inside of a touchdown. Um, and you know the Chiefs aren't going to cover that number. So <laughs> it's going to be a close game because the Chargers are incapable of losing, like, poorly. Like, they're, they're always going to lose in, like, a heartbreaking fashion if they do lose. <laughs> so either way, I think it's a good game script matchup for McKinnon. He's 4,700 on DK and, and, and Fando. So Fando is even cheaper. I get it because he's a half PPR. But uh, Chargers not only 24th in DVOA against the run, but 29th. So... Uh, bottom four in DVOA on passes to running backs, giving up the most schedule-adjusted receiving yards per game to opposing backs and the third most schedule-adjusted targets per game to opposing backs uh, per FTN. So like McKinnon, I think this is a spot where he could give one of you his patented like five-catch, two-touchdown type of games yep. and uh, you know one carry. I one saw carry. it last week on Thursday. It was like his his rushing prop was nine and a half. I should have took the under, but I'm like, oh, they're, they're expecting him to get multiple carries. It's bad weather. Maybe maybe you need to like bump him up. But yeah, uh, yeah no, he's uh, he's not going to do it on the ground usually. But I think this is a good game for him to uh, to do it through the air. And you get you get a lot of leverage on Pacheco, who I'm sure is going to be popular uh, mm-hmm. on this slate as well. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, he's 5K on DK, 5100 on FanDuel. Uh, P Ryan's questionable. He's our, like, as you mentioned, been looked like he's been getting phased out. I think it, ultimately it'll be the Javante and McLaughlin show uh, against the Packers. Twenty six in DVOA against the run is Green Bay. Uh, Twenty six in DVOA on targets to back. So this is a defense. You know they like to play soft and that soft zone and a lot of guys off the ball. So you can usually run on Green Bay. They're trying to limit the explosives down the field. And McLaughlin's snaps have been increasing last four weeks. Twenty one percent, thirty three percent, thirty three percent. 40%. And that was with Williams back that last game at 40%. So uh, I think McLaughlin can continue to, to shine. Wandale Robinson, love him at 3,800. He's a, he's a low end wide receiver three for me this week. Ran a season high 73% uh, routes per drop back last week. Four or more catches in each game, averaging five and a half catches per game. Washington, bottom six in DVOA against the pass. Uh, Tutu Atwell, another guy like 4,300 on, on, uh, on DK, 52 on FanDuel. Pittsburgh plays the top five man coverage rate at what leads the Rams and targets and uh, and yards against man coverage. And he's still been running route just under 90% of the dropbacks with cutback. Uh, and a tight end, love Luke Musgrave this week. Just 3,300 on DK, 5K on FanDuel. 80% route participation in his four healthy games. 
averaging uh, just over four catches, around 40 yards per game in his four healthy games. And the Broncos are second worst in DVOA against tight ends, and they're giving up the most schedule just to receiving yards uh, to tight ends. A lot of that was probably Travis Kelsey last week, but either way, uh, this team has been bad on past defense across the board, but I think Musgrave's going a little under the radar. He's a top 10 tight end uh, for me this week, just 3,300 again on on, on DK. Yeah, and I think he quickly got out of the doghouse uh, for call uh, in, what was it, week uh, four. Uh, Mm -hmm. He got chewed out and benched for like a whole drive. Uh, LaFleur was not happy with him, but I think he's back in his good graces. Yeah, I think, I mean, the Packers in general, I think that by, um, yeah, is, is, came at a good time. Number one, you know, you need to get Aaron Jones healthy, but number two, mm-hmm. just watching them on, on tape, a lot of the issues with the offense, I think could be fixed with just some, some adjustments and some coaching up. Like I, I mentioned Jordan Love, just when he, when he drops back to pass, he's, his his body and his shoulders and his his knees aren't always facing his target, so he's a little off balance. And then like Christian Watson, some of his reads on like the choice routes, I think aren't aren't the best for you know a number one receiver. And that's gonna just come with more time with mm-hmm. love, more time in the offense. So I, I think besides just the health, there's a lot of things on that offense. Because it's remember, it's that it's so young. Musgrave is a rookie. Yeah. You know, Watson's yeah. a year two guy, Dobbs a year two guy, Gator Reed's a rookie. Everyone's and, and Love has, you know, doesn't even have but ten starts in the NFL yet. So um, I think uh, this Packer team coming out the bye, um, like you know, dark throws, whatever you want to call them, just all I think all across the board, pretty much every Packer starter, great great play in uh, DFS yeah. this week. Yeah, Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs had the the most experience of this crew heading into the season, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's uh, crazy. Somebody's gonna be it's probably gonna be Watson seeing the most on on. Dem- I mean, unless they shadow with Sertan, but. Uh, Damari Mathis, you know, he's somebody's going to be running a lot of routes on him. Either Dobbs <laughs> or Watson. Yeah. Um, Damari Mathis, aka the guy who like went and tried to uh, block. Who was it? He tried to block the it, back instead of tackling Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> like he just engaged bizarre. the block. That's the Madden AI, like Madden, like Madden, like like 2005 AI, where it's like it's like no, what, what's was, going on here? <laughs> I was looking at that game. I was starting to look at uh, IDP props, like tackle props, yeah. and I was going to take his um, under four and a half tackles because normally <laughs> he's just he's just torched uh, by a, you know opposing wide receivers, but he was facing the Chiefs, who they never throw to the outside receiver, so he what like he wasn't going to get that many like tackles because they were going to throw at him, uh, and then just him missing that tackle is hilarious. So he finished with two, but um, yeah. What a guy. What um, a guy. And, I, and another guy uh, I should mention, Rasheed Rice is is, start, is in the middle mm-hmm. of a breakout. He's 4,700 on DK. So uh, in, a, in a should be a pass every game. I think he's another guy to, to take a look at. Still, you know, the, the routes distribution on, on Kansas City is still all over the place. <laughs> it's um, ridiculous. Yeah. But, I mean, Rice is clearly the guy earning more and more trust and playing time and, and whatnot. So I think it's it's a good time to, to buy him where he's still under – Still under 5K. Did run a uh, not a season high, but he's back. He was back up to 50% routes mm-hmm. uh, in the last per drop back in the last game. So that, uh, that's a good sign. Yeah, and I, I don't know if Justin Watson's uh, going to be able to oh, play. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, but... he dislocated his elbow. I thought or I, something like that. it looked he like landed uh, very bad. It looked like he might play, but I can't imagine them forcing it with Justin Watson. But certainly they'll clear up routes. And that, yeah, their wide receiver room is weird. It's like whoever runs the most routes doesn't see targets, and whoever's playing. Little playing time sees a ton of targets, so it's yeah. always fun to project them. Well, that's that's more of a Marquez Valdez Scantling problem, I guess. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> he's just out there, not not doing anything. It's I mean, insane. He's, yeah, he's blocking and he's he's giving advice. 
uh, hyping guys up, giving guys pats on the pats on the back. You know, great 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 back patter is that Marquez Valdez yeah. Scantling guy. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, let's go to DraftKings, and uh, I think you're. I think you're up first this week. Okay, uh, I'll go with Isaiah Pacheco. He looks a bit cheap on DK, sixty one hundred. I'll go with Kenneth Walker, seven K, top two Gosh, running yeah. back this week. I like the price. I'll take uh, Josh Palmer at forty eight hundred. All right, let's go with Terry. Terry McLaurin, fifty four hundred. Mm-hmm. Finally starting to run enough routes. Hopefully he can get back to that like that productive guy that we've mm. known him to be. 81 yards last week, so uh, good to see. So let's go with him. Still too too cheap for his body of work. Uh, let's see. Uh, man, going to roll the dice on this, but Roshan Johnson at uh, 4,600. <laughs> yeah, this is risky. So two weeks, they, you know, he suffered the concussion on Thursday night game. Increases his, his odds of returning. I admit it's, no take it's a dice roll. It's a dice roll. <laughs> I mean, roll. yeah, like, yeah, you, you get no points for those zeros. So I get yep. it. But yeah, we, I think we've both learned our lessons with doing these. We record this, you know, for everyone out there. We record these on Tuesdays. Um, so sometimes it's tough with some of the injuries. So yeah. try to steer clear. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, unless he's got a more serious concussion than anyone's letting on. Uh, right, right. But uh, I'll go with Christian Watson, 5,600. Nice. Uh, another guy, great price. You know, hopefully we can get some, get off. Sertan a little bit. I don't think he's going to be on him every play just because they do play zone. Um, I'll go uh, Zay Flowers at uh, 5,700. Nice. Yeah, Zay balled out in that uh, in that London game. Got got himself first career touchdown. Good to see. Let's go Josh Jacobs at 7,400. Paying up a little at running back. Spending up at running back this yeah, week. A yeah, a lot of people will probably go spend down with you know some mm-hmm. some options there. But uh, I like I think the guys at the top are all like Jacobs Walker. The guys in that range are a little underpriced. So yeah, it looks like uh, the Rams brought in Miles Gaskin and um, Darrell Henderson's on the practice squad too now. Oh, so. oh great! So you, you might yeah like who knows with Zach Evans? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh, at, at this point, thirty three percent chance he'll get it right. Trying to guess what McVay's right, going right, to do. Right, exactly. Um, I'm going to go Geno Smith at 6K. Maybe counter your Kenneth Walker a bit. Give me some leverage <laughs> in case Roshan's out. I need some leverage here. All right. Let's go Mark Andrews at tight end. 5,700. 2,300 difference between him and Kelsey. Uh, that's pretty massive this week. Um, yeah. But, you know, Detroit, one of their weaker positions has been against the tight end. Great defense all the way around. But, um you know, receivers with a talk last week. So I think we'll get some more Andrews this week. Get a big Andrews game. Uh, so, yeah, let's go him at 5,700 at tight end. Um, 
Oof. Yeah, I'll go uh, tight end as well. Uh, I'm probably going to have to go cheaper. Uh, I'll go uh, Luke Musgrave at 3,300. Love it. You mentioned great matchup against the Broncos too. Give me some Seahawk defense, 3,200. <laughs> going against the Cards. Uh, you already mentioned it. Just struggling. Uh, Dobbs is what, top six in turnover worthy plays. Yeah. This is this is your stack, Walker Seahawks. So love it. Yeah, love damn it. you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, got to roll with that. Uh, I, I was gonna go with them, and look like I, I still had a bunch of money to spend. So I guess I'm gonna spend up at defense. I might take the Bills uh, up against Mac Jones at 4200. Oh, that is dirty. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, the only reason I didn't go defense sooner, from a game theory perspective, was I was. I was thinking that like the Browns and the Seahawks both like the Browns at thirty three hundred. I was between yeah. one of them, so I was like, "All right, well, there's two. Um, so let's see. Oh, yeah, let's go Wandale. Oh, nice thirty eight hundred. Yep. Is uh, Daniel Jones return this week? I haven't seen. Like, is he still week to week? Uh, I'm numb to Giants. <laughs> okay, nah, sorry. Uh, nah, yeah, he's uh <laughs> I mean, he, he he said they're saying he has a chance. I I just feel like that. We talked about this last week. That neck injury just, seems yeah. like a multi week thing. So uh, he could. Taylor looked fine. Taylor might have looked better, to be honest. So <laughs> I mean, if if Andrew Thomas comes back, that would just be so massive. Uh, that's yeah, the guy who yeah, really needs to him. come back because it's. I mean, they had Justin like the announced like when they did the Sunday Night Football. Justin Pugh was just like Justin Pugh straight off the couch. It's like that's what it's <laughs> yeah. come to. This is what it's come to for this giant team. But, uh, yeah, I'll go Wando, five and a half catches per game, uh, get more involved by the week. So, round up my receiving nice. core with him. Uh, I, I got uh, 59.50 average for a quarterback in flex. What about you? Yeah, I have uh, 7,600 left for wide receiver and flex, so I'm going to spend up at wide receiver. I'm going to take Puka Nakua at 7,600. Boom. Yeah. Not been talked about much this week, but uh, – He dropped a touch – yeah, I know he dropped like a – ridiculous yeah like, yeah he, he came down on his elbow yeah it just popped out yeah tough break i will go with lamar jackson at qb tough matchup but tough quarterback slate i could go cheat with mm. love but um i already have watson and i already have uh mclaurin so i don't I'm not gonna stack it with the quarterback so I'll, I'll go i'll go expensive and hope that uh turns into a bit of a Shoot out. How much uh, money do you have left over? Forty three hundred for the flex. Okay. Uh, damn, I can't steal your player here. I got to no, spend up. I got yeah, uh, exactly. seventy seven hundred. The best player I have available uh, would be Bijan Robinson. So going with him at seventy five hundred, meaning I have two hundred dollars left on the table. All right. Or four hundred dollars. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use the rest of my salary. Forty three hundred. I could go Zach Evans here, but I'm gonna go Tutu Atwell. I like him this week. Um, and he's been quiet, so it's going to kind of be my little wild card. Like him against the matchup, yeah. um, you know, only six targets in two games since Cup came back. So I think I think that it turns around a little bit. So yeah, let's go with some Tutu. And maybe who knows? Maybe Tutu gets some carries this week. Rams love yeah. to do those wide receiver carries more than pretty much any Ooh. other team. So yeah, uh, Skaronic or Atwell for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, so yeah, that's yeah. Not- I don't. I don't think. I don't think you can trust uh, Zach Evans in cash games right now. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, it's just, you know, this is just kind of, it's not, it's, I guess it trends to a little more cash just because we're doing this on Tuesday. Right. And, but, uh, you know, I'll still take, I'll still take some shots here and there. Um, yep. I feel like I got a most, a cashy lineup outside of Atwell. So, yeah, we'll go Atwell. Right. 43. My, my 
full lineup is Lamar, quarterback 7,600 against Detroit. Kenneth Walker, 7K against the Cardinals. Josh Jacobs, 7,400 at running back at Chicago. Uh, then wide receiver, we got Terry McLaurin, 5,400 at the Giants. Christian Watson, 5,600 at the Broncos. And Juan Dale Robinson, 3,800 against Washington. Andrews at tight end. So, I mean, again, I guess he's still got a stack. I was trying to avoid stacks, but everything. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got Andrew stacked with Lamar, 5,700. Good price, though, for him. Uh, and a 2-2 in the flex at 43. And the Seattle Seahawks, 3,200 home favorites against Arizona. What do you got? Uh, yeah, so I went with Geno Smith at quarterback. Uh, at running back, I went with Isaiah Pacheco. And Roshan Johnson, cross my fingers, he clears protocol this week. Uh, <laughs> wide receiver, I went with Puka Nakua. Zay Flowers and Josh Palmer. Um, at tight end, I went with Luke Musgrave. Uh, I've quite a few rookies in my lineup this week. Right. Uh, and I went with another rookie in my flex at Bijan Robinson. Uh, and then for my defense, I, I spent up and took the Bills facing Mac Jones and the Patriots. All right. Let's jump to Fandle. And I'll go first here. I'll go Gino on Fandle at 7K. He's mm. super cheap. Uh, and he's what? He's. 800 less than Jordan Love. So, yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is this is where I need to go Gino. So, yeah, I'll start with Gino. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Walker on FanDuel uh, at 8,800. All right. I'll go with Javante at 6K against the Packers. Yeah, pricing's uh, pretty tight. Yeah, FanDuel's um, been better, I think, with the pricing yeah. lately. Uh, I'll go Zay Flowers again at 6,300. I'll go, I'll go with uh, Musgrave on FanDuel then at, uh, at 5K. Yeah. Great price. Uh, I'll stick with the Packers here. I'll go um, Christian Watson All right. at uh, 6,600. Just like better, reverse teams. Yeah, better, I think he's a better FanDuel play. He, he's not He's not going to really rack up a ton of catches, but he'll do a ton of damage on them, and that's typically better for half PPR site like FanDuel. Yeah, and, yeah, unless he gets to the 100. I mean, that's kind of what you're looking for oh, in drafting. So yeah, which is very possible play. with him. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're going to punt defense. We're going to go Giants at home against Washington. They tend to own Washington. <laughs> Howell's a sack and sack machine. Sure. You know, I like him this week. Uh, he, he does take a ton of sacks, does make a ton of mistakes. Giants, D's been playing better. You know, love the game plan against Buffalo. Got a pick six against Miami and didn't, you know, didn't get completely embarrassed. I think 31 points against the Dolphins is actually mm-hmm. solid. So, uh, and then they played decently against Seattle as well. So we'll go Giants at 3,400, save some, save some cash. Right. All right, screw it. Uh, I never really get cheap running backs on Fanduel, but I, I like Jill McLaughlin at fifty one hundred. Okay. Um, you know, this is still Javante's backfield, but McLaughlin looks—he's looked great. Uh, still could command, you know, potentially ten plus touches here, especially if P Ryan's out or being phased out. So I like him at fifty one hundred on uh, Fanduel. I have seventy seven hundred for. Running back, three wide receivers, and a flex. I got to start spending up a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with Josh Jacobs again, 8K at Chicago. Just, you know, whoever starts a quarterback for the Raiders, this seems like another just give Josh Jacobs the ball type of game. He had 25 carries last week and five targets, so 30 potential touch opportunities. The week before, he had 25 touch opportunities. The week before, 28. The week before, 22. So four straight games with 20 or more opportunities. Love love me some Jacobs this week against the Bears. Nice. Um, I, I'm going to go Michael Wilson. I'm going to go cheap at receiver, 5,400. Uh, love is upside, but I, I think he's a better FanDuel play. Love the matchup against 
zone heavy defense like uh, Seahawks. So going Michael Wilson here. Yeah, like I love GPP him for the season lineup. started. I think yeah, oh, I, mean, yeah. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player. Um, you know, obviously would love to see him with, with Kyler maybe just see, you know, if, there, if that makes any difference, but um yeah. yeah, he's been great, you know, when he's targeted. I think he has one of the highest passer ratings when targeted. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, he's been doing very well. All right. So I got 7650 for three wide receivers and a flex. I'll stack uh Gino with DK here. 7700 nice. right on the average price that I'm working with here i think dk's good shot to get in the end zone this week mm-hmm. damn uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a defense here which one okay. yeah, i don't know <laughs> uh but uh yeah fandle pricing is a little bit better uh on the defensive side of the ball um yeah i'll go uh seahawks here 4900 yeah that's yeah. yeah that defense is steep you see why i went with the giants right like yeah like no kidding steep defensive prices um yeah all right, I'll but go I, with. I have the Walker Seahawks uh, defensive stack on this team, so we have like opposite teams going on. I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I have Musgrave, um, but uh, I'll go with Amon Ra at 8200 at wide receiver. Um, you know, Baltimore in the slot still not great. Maybe they put Humphrey there, but Humphrey didn't really hasn't really looked great since coming back. I don't know if the injury is mm-hmm. still bothering him. Uh, and then who's going to be like Arthur Millette, uh, Hamilton maybe comes down either way. Amon Rock can beat all these guys. So yeah. take him at 8,200 and in what could be a trailing game script for the first time in a while. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with QB here. I'm going to go with Stafford. He's 6,700. Uh, well, I'm trying to figure out which running back they use the most. This week. Maybe they just <laughs> right. throw more. Maybe so, <laughs> I'll go with Stafford here. I'll go. Uh, B- you, wait, you didn't take Bijan in this one, right? No, I didn't. Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll go. I'll go Bijan here. He's seventy five hundred. That's cheaper than Aaron Jones. So he's been priced down. He hasn't. <laughs> hasn't really been hitting it. Big, big games the way we've liked. He's been kind of in that ten, ten ish half PPR range. Getting in the end zone enough though. But I, I think on the road, Desmond Ritter, you probably don't trust him as much. I think you know you'll probably see a bigger. Um, more involved B. John. They did say they're trying to like work, like keep keep him healthy. That's why they're giving Algier so many carries, which mm-hmm. kind of thought that might be the case. But um, either way, I think this is a pretty good price you're getting B. John at seventy five hundred. Uh, I got to start spending some money, so um, I'm gonna take Cooper Cup in my flex at ninety seven hundred uh, and pair him up with Stafford. All right, I have sixty five hundred left over for my tight end slot. I have 72 at receiver. I'll just spend it on Terry again. Um, Again, encouraged by him running around over 90% of the dropbacks. First time all year. Uh, Good matchup against some man coverage for the Giants. And maybe maybe the Giants can steal a possession, get like a pick six. And that helps my defense and Terry. So, yeah, we'll go with that. Well, I have 6,500. So I could, uh, for tight end, so I could go with uh, Darren Waller or Sam Laporta. Um, Hard choice. Yeah, I'm one of these guys go. is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The future Hall of. By the way, we need to make a side bet. I will, I will bet you Laporta makes the Hall of Fame. Like if you give me twenty to one odds or something like that, um, I'm gonna go with my boy Sam Laporta here. Which is weird to say. I I could not imagine this a month ago, but yeah. Oh, give me him over Darren Waller any day of the week right now. Better Hall of Fame odds right now. Sam Laporta or C.J. Stroud. Ooh, that's a good one. I mean. Stroud would be more likely, I would imagine, just quarterbacks. 
But isn't it easier to get um, in as a tight end, wouldn't you think? Like if he put if Porter is like averaging like like let's say if a Porter for his career is able to average, you know, four plus catches a game. Yeah. Um I feel like it might be an easier path because you know Stroud is going up against all these legends. But yes, yeah, I mean both yeah, of them. I'll have to look into amazing. that. But that's good. Maybe maybe we'll do that. You get Stroud, I get Laporta. I'll, I'll take Stroud all day. <laughs> I know. No, I know. I, I do. I do like Laporta. <laughs> I, I do think Laporta just based on you know there's only so many tight ends. If he's if he can continue yeah. to produce this way for the prime of his career, you know most tight ends don't get that start as a right. rookie, and they don't you know they're just not that productive. Period. So yeah, I like Laporta's chances too, but. Um, you say you're going with him over Waller? I'm going with him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Spending my full budget here, so I have $0 remaining uh, taking Sam Laporta. But I didn't plan it out that way, but that's that's how the cookie crumbled with my lineup who, here. All right, so who you got? I got over. Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Uh, running back, I went with Kenneth Walker and Jaleel McLaughlin. Uh, at wide receiver, uh, I went with Zay Flowers, Christian Watson, and Michael Wilson. Um, and then I went with Sam Laporta at tight end. Uh, my flex, I had to start spending money, so I, I took Cooper Cup. And then for my defense, uh, I went with the Seahawks facing the Cardinals this week. I got Geno at quarterback, 7K. Running backs, Josh Jacobs at 8K at Chicago. And Javante Williams, 6K, hosting the Packers. Also have B. John Robinson in my flex as a running back. He's 75K at Tampa. Wide receivers, DK Metcalf, 7,700 against the Cardinals, stacked with Geno. Amon Ross St. Brown, 8,200 at Baltimore. Still have questions about their cornerback situation. Uh, and Terry McLaurin, 7,200 against the Giants. Good matchup for him, getting the usage back to where it needs to be. Tight end, Luke Musgrave at 5K uh, at Denver. <laughs> and the Giants, kind of putting the with the Giants defense, 3,400 against Washington and Sam Howell. Just hoping they make some mistakes. Division game. Giants tend to own Washington. so. Uh, like the matchup there and uh that will do it for our fantasy flex fantasy preview episode for week number seven for more fantasy content from sean and i remember we have our player projections episode out right now over on the action network podcast channel that's where we break down guys we're high and low on at each position our top fives uh some props the thursday night slate so check that out we'll have the night shift episode later in the week breaking down the Sunday night, Monday night DFS slates that'll drop Friday. And uh, you can check out actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. Uh, fantasylabs.com for our DFS tools and models. Find Sean on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award winning Action Network app. And also be sure to check our Discord as well. Uh, we'll put a link in the episode description. Uh, I know Sean is very active in the discord uh, i'm getting there you know i'm yeah. trying to figure out discord is a little little new to me but uh it's been i've been on there here talk chopping it up a little bit so i'll continue to, to hop on especially around thursday night football um we'll be on there chopping it up so be sure to check out our discord as well and uh, until next time let's get this money action network reminds you please gamble responsibly if you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.